Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right, well, um, hello folks. We're using a slightly different software, so I'm having to get used to... Uh, because the camera is mirroring us at the moment. But um, this is Baron Cross, and that's Joe Donoghue. Um, Leeds live here at uh, the London Stadium with Leeds United, where they've just lost 2-0 in the end, wasn't it, Joe? 2-0 yeah. to West Ham United in the FA Cup. Uh, those of you that are watching on the, the Leeds live main page, hello, welcome. You can come and join us on the Leeds United page whenever you like. We do these every single week. Um, that's my little plug. Um, but yeah, I, I think as you can probably guess, today was kind of the major event Um in the city of Leeds, sort of on the road, if you like. Uh, Leeds United coming to, to West Ham in the FA Cup third round uh, with a team that was fairly depleted, I think probably stronger than we, we might have expected in, in some regards. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, a 2-0 defeat for, the Ham- uh, for Leeds, as I say. Um, Joe, overriding sort of thoughts as we as we come out of full-time uh, with the goals. Um, meek is a word I've used. Yeah. It was fairly meek, wasn't it? I mean, there was one bit of controversy, but apart from that, not a lot for Lisa to cheer about. No, it was it was a, a boring game in all honesty. It was yeah. you know it wasn't it wasn't one which set the pulses racing. It was played very much between both boxes. Um, and I think the the controversy surrounding the first West Ham goal and the VAR decisions on that will will ultimately end up being the narrative really. Um, we'll probably just get into that straight away because it is the big talking point. Yeah. Um, obviously West Ham took the lead in around the 36th minute uh, through Manuel Lanzini. Uh, Vlasic does well to, to turn the defender. Uh, Helder gets in a block. He had quite a good debut today, Leo Helder. Yeah. Um, gets the block in, the ball kind of ricochets up, and as the shot's taken, Jared Bowen is offside. I think that's, that's pretty clear to everybody. Um, and then Melier sort of goes to, to smother the ball, uh, and from there, what happens next is sort of a little bit of a melee. Lanzini slots it in, but on the replays, I mean, immediately we were, we were going, well, that's going to go to VAR. Mm. And that should be ruled out because he's offside. Jared Bowen's tried to try to um to interfere with play mm. as Melier's got on the tried to smother the ball. I think it's you know unequivocal that he has got in, involved in, in the move, even though he was offside. I I, I still don't understand the, the justification that, that, that they'll give for, for that goal being able to stand. But yeah, on the whole it was just a bit a bit of a draining performance, kind of popped the bubble of, of last week's um win over Burnley but yeah I mean what did you what did you make of, make of this yeah I think like Joe says uh, the, the goal is is kind of what, what decided the game really I think it's possibly a bit of a stretch to say that if if the decision hadn't gone West Ham's way that Leeds would have would have got into it or, or would have come away with a win I mean Leeds generally weren't brilliant I think they they had a, they had a good account of themselves in the first half um and it, it was a fairly even game I think West Ham throughout the match did create the better openings yeah without necessarily always testing Melier. I think West Ham probably were, were lacking a bit of that clinical touch today. But, but goals do change games. And um, if you haven't seen the replay yet, as Joe says, Vlasic takes the ball in. He rolls Leo Kelder on his debut in what was probably his sort of low point of the game. Um, gets a shot off. I think it gets saved. Melier spills it. Nobody's really to blame. It was Every little ricochet was quite understandable. It was quite a 
chaotic period within the box. And, and as Joe says, ultimately, as Vlasic gets, gets the last touch, Bowen is in an offside position before he then interferes and blocks Melier, which, which you can't interfere more with play without touching the ball, to be honest. So a baffling decision, really. Um, I think generally we're quite objective on these decisions. Yeah. So we, we do sort of call it as it is, whether it's for or against these. But yeah, that's a strange, strange decision. And I don't think there's been too much from Stockley Park at this stage to sort of explain why they gave the decision they did. Um, but at, at that point, the wheel sort of came off in the first half. They were crying out for half time, and then the break came. And in the second half, it just it just never really got going. It was, no. just, it was very, very drab. It, it really summed up the way a lot of us feel about the cup now. It, it did just feel like there was no real point in being here. Like it, yeah. it, Neither team seemed to be gaining much from it. Neither team really produced any real fluidity. West Ham should have should have done better with the, with the chances and possession they had. But Leeds were, were just never really in the game at all. To be honest. They had a few half chances, which Daniel uh, Daniel James and Jack Harrison snatched at. Um, but nothing really. To, I mean, I barely even typed Ariola's name today. I mean, yeah. He just he barely touched the ball, was never really tested. Um, and ultimately, Leeds go out in the Cup 2-0 and, and we're left talking about sort of off-the-field matters, really. And Patrick Bamford is, uh, is the headline again. We, we managed to get some sort of answer out of Gelsa, didn't we? Post-match, he was the elephant in the room, missing entirely from the squad, starting line, starting line of hand bench. Um, and he sort of, he's given us a bit to go on, although, as ever, no real timeline or, or any idea of severity. Yeah, no timeline. I mean, Gelsa himself said that it was a knock that he'd sustained uh, below, below his hip, Patrick mm. Bamford. Um, he couldn't really identify what the issue was. Um, or what was causing it. Or what was causing it, yeah. So, um, obviously, the, the unknown is, is a little bit scary, but I mean, you know, it's it's, it's one where you just have to, to wait for, for positive news. Um, you know, they also stressed that in, it's very unlikely to have all four of your strikers yeah. out at the same time. Gellhart out for three to four weeks, Roberts uh, suffering a calf injury against Burnley, and Rodrigo still suffering with that heel problem. So it's it is a, it is a bit of a kick in the teeth that, that you know we thought that Bamford was going to be back maybe on the in the squad Burnley wasn't um, and then maybe he might be in the squad or might start today he also said he would have started mm. if he hadn't picked up that knock so yeah we just got to hope that he's going to be coming back pretty soon because the, the team do lack a focal point there are so many chances which I mean not today but you know over the past few months where mm. they've come into the box and you're just screaming out for someone to just gamble to stick a leg on it and I mean today Jack Harrison and Dan James had a few of those you know half chances where if it bounces off your leg or your shin in the right way, it does go well, in. Yeah. But, you know, strikers are more likely to, to score those. And there were a few where I think they won't want to see them again, where, I mean, there was one where Harrison plays in a really inviting cross. And James is probably half expecting Craig Dawson to clear it. It, it goes past Dawson and it kind of, it knocks James off his feet because he's, he's not positioned yeah. himself ready. Whereas you might think the centre forward would kind of be primed for, for that to go in, just have so. an open boot on it just to guide yeah. it in use the energy of it yeah um, yeah I mean the, the Bamford one we'll have to assess it I mean we're, we're told we hear noises that it, it's not a massive issue but you know Bielsa's answer wouldn't doesn't really suggest anything either way to be honest so we will we'll hear from him again next Friday in a repeat of today's game um, and this week's schedule it'll be a, a Friday press conference with a Sunday game next week ahead of coming back here um but yeah, I mean, it, it's a worse situation than we thought it was on, on the, the previous press conference because even then he'd said, you know, we're, we're missing all our strikers, but at least Bamford's available. And now, now Bamford's out as well. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy yeah, how he's he had that long injury after Newcastle, came on for Brentford, scored, injured himself in the celebration of all things, and then faces this long road back. We have all the postponements to try and 
make it easier for Leeds to give them time to get players back. They've got nobody back, and now Bamford's got another injury. It's just absolutely never-ending. Um, so we'll have to see how serious that one is, but that's the major issue coming out today, uh, given how jab the game was. Junior Furpo has said he felt dizzy on social media, so you know, that's in the realms of concussion. We'll, we'll see how that one is uh, is processed. Obviously, they'll, they'll follow due protocol with that one and see how he is, but he, he got clattered by Melia. I mean, I wasn't involved in the collision, but the, the replays didn't sort of show an actual sort of... There was no sort of sharp edges. It wasn't like an elbow or a hip. It looked like it was just sort just of his abs. The, the weight of Melia's body. Just, just Melia's powerful abs into presence. his face. Um, yeah, he kind of just clattered into him and Furpo was kind of unsuspecting and caught underneath yeah. him. So. It's easy for me to say, you know, Tom sat in the stands watching it happen. But um, either way, he obviously felt the effects of that and was able to continue through the end of the first half and into the first part of the second half, but ultimately went down on his on his backside and said, you know, I just I'm seeing double at times. So quite rightly he was taken off. So that's another one we'll have to we'll have to assess. And I'm not too sure how long the, the concussion protocol is, if it is gonna be sort of um, categorized in that way. So we'll have to wait and see but that could be another player that they're missing. Um, and that kind of brought the questions in the press conference of the transfers once again and there's nothing new to say really. Um, okay. Bielsa just broke it down into three or four aspects again. He said, if we can bring in a player that's better than what we have, fantastic. If he if he then meets the economic constraints of our club, fantastic. If he can compete quickly, fantastic. But you also need to look at how long the player he's replacing is going to take to get back from injury. So he gave the example of the strikers. You're missing four strikers. If we go and buy a strike, you would say right here and now, buying a striker looks a great idea because we haven't got any strikers to play for the next week or so maybe. But then as soon as you bring him in and you assume after the international break that everybody's going to be fit, they're his words, they're going to have five strikers. And as we know, that's you know, that's anathema to Bielsa, <laughs> the idea of having one. five players for one role, or two roles if you include the number 10 position. So that's that's his logic. And all he can do is continue to present that rationale. And we'll have to see what happens. Um, but yeah, a particularly drab, drab day and drab game... The other storyline is the debutants. You yeah. obviously you've watched a lot of them in the 23. So we had Leo Kelder making his his debut, full de- debut on the same day, Bate the same, and, and Greenwood wasn't his debut, but it was his his full debut. So, what were your thoughts on the three? Obviously, two of them only had a half. Kelder, yeah. um, what the 70th minute did he came 77th off? 77th. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, I thought he did okay. All did, things considered. Yeah, I think solid. he did fine. I, I said on Twitter afterwards, I said you know you performed reasonably well given the circumstances, mm. which you know coming to West Ham. In the FA Cup, yeah. you know, at times was going up against Antonio. You know, all of West Ham's attackers vastly experienced. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they they know what they're doing. They know how to, to rub defenders the wrong way. And I think Elder was, um, you know, up to the challenge uh, physically uh, across the ground. You know, he covered. He was quite quick. Um, he worked well with Urente. I think there was, you know, no major hiccups there where potentially one was doing something and the other was kind of oblivious to that. Mm. Um, which you know sometimes you can see with centre back partnerships that haven't played together. Uh, Lewis Bates played the first 45 minutes. So did Sam Greenwood. I thought Bates a few nice touches. Um, Showed sort of, a bit of confidence. I thought. Yeah, he was, he, was to, he was having to go for his passes, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, which is he wasn't he wasn't hiding. Yeah, which is which is good. I think that, that was that was positive from him. Obviously, only 45 minutes and a half time, one 0 down. Bielsa's opted for some experience, bringing Stuart Dallas on and, and Rafinha. Sam Greenwood maybe a little bit disappointing. Mm-hmm. There were a few occasions where. Maybe the pass was on and he decided yeah. to shoot. Um, which, he does love a shot, doesn't he? he yeah, took more he, shots than any of the Leeds player in the first half, of course. Well, there you go, yeah. Um, and I, I wouldn't say any of those shots were... were no, I mean, Ariola wasn't, wasn't bothered at all, was um, it? I mean, 
it was it was his opportunity today. With Gelhart injured, he's kind of played second fiddle to him. Yeah, and, and typically and, played number ten. And Greenwood has, in his own right, had a pretty good career for a youngster up to now. You know, he, he's made all the right moves. Yeah. He's he's impressed the right people and made some big moves in Sanya playing for Arsenal and Leeds United. He's been incredibly well with the twenty threes. Yeah. Arguably as well as Gelhart, maybe maybe a touch less spectacular. Yeah. But he would have come in today thinking, you know, the chance. wider world is talking about Gelhart, but I back myself. Exactly, I think yeah. I'm as good as, as Joe Gelhart. Yeah. And there are some, I mean, especially last season when they were both playing week in, week out for the 20s, there were some games where Greenwood was the better. He, he picked up the slack, didn't he? Yeah. If Gelhart was off yeah. it. Um, I mean, he's got 20 goals in 34 and 23 games yeah. for, for Leeds. You know, those numbers while playing as sort of a supporting striker mm. or a number 10 or whatever you want to call it, they're, they're not shabby. Um, so I think for, for Bielsa to go for him straight from the start instead of maybe sticking Dan James in the false nine as he did in the second half is kind of a reflection of how well he's done. Didn't take the opportunity, didn't fair to say. And, yeah. you know, he'll, he'll be disappointed more than anyone. Um, but, you know, this, this scope over the next month, if Bamford's still out, Gellhart's out for three, four weeks, Roberts has got a calf injury, Rodrigo doesn't have a return date. There's still scope for him to, to take that opportunity. Obviously, it's not what you guys want to hear. You want to have Bamford Fully back in the squad, team. Yeah. You want to have Gellhart as the, the option off the bench. You want to have Rodrigo and, and, and Roberts as your backup. But ultimately, that's the state of play at the moment. Yeah, I think... Um... Yeah, it wasn't an easy game for any of the attackers, whether through, through their fault or not. I mean, I think all of the, the forwards, I gave them fairly low ratings, just wasn't really a game at all where they featured in any way at all. I mean, there was there was no territory for them to dominate. There was no real openings for them to take. Like like Joe says, the shots that Greenwood took, he possibly could have developed the play yeah. uh, that Leeds were, were building. And he, and he took shots a bit early, which might have been a sign of nerves. Um, so, yeah, giving them a half might have been pre-planned. It might have also been Bielsa's attempt to kind of chase yeah, the game. I think the fact he, he put on the plays that he did shows that he wanted to win today. He maybe didn't want to, to go to the full risk of putting Dallas for sure and Rafinha in for 90 minutes, but clearly he wasn't he wasn't protecting them. He wanted them out on the field to try and win the game for Leeds. And of course, bringing some of them on late on for a defender is another attacking move. Um, but just, yeah, even the, ch- the changes didn't really have a difference, did they? Like I say, fast, second though. half, there was no real... Leeds were arguably stronger on paper in the second half, but yeah. just didn't really show it at all on the pitch. I mean, you know, struggle to build moves in the final third. Yeah. I mean, West Ham do defend West well. Ham are a good team. They, they sit back. And, and then they were strong of, today, weren't yeah. they, West Ham? I mean, that's, that's virtually a strong, strongest 11 for them. Yeah, with Ben Rama out at AFCON, that probably is mm. their strongest 11, um, or there or thereabouts. But, you know, they, they set up well, and credit to, to David Moyes, because his team, you know, carried out the plan. Um, you know, even with, aside from the, the VAR controversy, that was a good opportunity for West Ham that they created off their own backs, um, even without the offside. Uh, and then the hit leads on the counter for the second goal, um, which you know, when you commit bodies forward, mm. you're always susceptible to. So, yeah, all in all, I think it's it's a disappointing one because it's drab and obviously being out of the cup and stuff. But I suppose if you're looking for silver linings, then full focus on the league, you know, out of both cups. No more additional games where you can potentially pick up injuries. Um, and a few, a few debutants, one in Helder who, you know, looked really composed. And there's going to be a long break now between games. So we've got a week to West Ham, then we've got another week to Newcastle. And then between Newcastle and Villa, there's going to be, unless they stick some of these uh, postponements in, I, I need to look at Villa. Um, yeah, it's Villa. So we, we could end up playing Villa twice in, in the space of a week, couldn't we? Yeah. If, um, if you want to, I mean, I'm, I'm saying this off the top of my head, but obviously there's Liverpool and Villa games to rearrange for Leeds. I don't know what their schedules look like and where the opportunities are, but assuming it goes to the plan as it is now, there's going to be about two and a half weeks between the Newcastle and... Is it Villa away? It's Villa away, isn't it? Um, yeah. Newcastle home and Villa away. Yeah. Um, 
So there's a lengthy break there. Rafinha, we're waiting to find out whether he will go away with Brazil, but he would think, unless Brazil really are taking the foot off the pedal, they'll want yeah, a moderately strong team, won't yeah, they? Yeah, um, you'd imagine you'd For their passionate up. fan base. Yeah. So he will go away with Brazil, but the rest of them should be able to stick around for a part, recuperate, get fit. And as Bielsa said more than once now, the conservative estimate is that, that most, if not all, of the injuries will be back. I think he's, he's made it clear that, that Cooper and Phillips yeah. will be March, but he has said that Shackleton, Cresswell, and then tonight he's, he's coupled the strikers with that as well and, and said that Pascal's still a bit of a mystery. Yeah. Um, so we've just got to cross our fingers, really. Um, nothing lost tonight, I mean, with it being the cup. Doesn't affect the league in any way, but the Bamford stuff is is in completely inevitably a blow. I mean, it, yeah. there's no getting away from it really. Got to hope that that's not going to be a, another long one. Um, we'll wrap it up there. Um, got to get back on the road and get back up to Leeds uh, with the state of the trains tonight. We're, we're in the car again. Um, but we, thanks for joining. Should we give them a quick look around the Olympic Stadium before we? Uh, yeah, I'll see if um, I'll see if I can um, move the camera yeah. around because it this. is. I mean, it is quite an impressive. Just turn the camera on. <laughs> it is quite an impressive stadium, you know, in, in itself. It's maybe not perfect for football, but at the same time, it is um, it is a nice it is a nice place to be in when it's when it's empty. And there was eight thousand nine hundred Leeds fans here today, which was which was pretty special at times. You know, great chance of Wacko yeah, and, and and marching out together and that sort of thing. So the weigh-in was all in was all yeah. in this area here, pretty upper much and lower. upper and lower. It was fantastic noise. The atmosphere was amazing. But yeah. Quite some uh, some interesting chants from the Leeds fans as well towards yeah. the, the home fans. A few uh, few missiles thrown, traded traded missiles. I think is, is how I put it in the in the match blog. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was it, it was a good spectacle from from the Leeds fans at the very least, even if the action on the pitch wasn't as as enthralling as we would like. But yeah, thank you for joining, folks. Um, much appreciated, especially to you guys on the news page as well. Like I say. Joe and I will be on the, the Leeds United Facebook page most weeks together, uh, home and away with, with the Leeds United matches. So if you are a Leeds fan and you're not quite on that page yet, then you know where to find us. Um, if those of you on news, this is the football experience. If you like it, you know where to find us. Uh, but we'll leave it there. Thanks for joining, folks.